Hi, I'm Dr. Shante, and this is Branding for Believers, the podcast that I decided to turn into a pod class. I want you to come into this classroom with me, become engaged and learn everything you need to turn your fear into the faith you need to believe bigger in your dreams. So if you're ready to silence your fears and your doubts, keep watching. Hi, I'm Dr. Shante, and welcome to Branding for Believers. Okay, I have been wanting to do this particular episode ever since I started this podcast because this is my signature analogy. Some of you are going to be listening and thinking, uh, where is she going with this? But I promise, I promise at the end of it, you're going to be in awe or at least you should be, okay? So, um, this episode, welcome to Brand Church. What is Brand Church? As I have been looking at the strategic components of organizations, profit, non-for-profit, businesses, startups, I was amazed at the commonalities between what it takes to build a church and what it takes to build a brand. And hopefully by the end of this episode, you will be um, very clear on how those things make sense. I'm a visual learner, so I always like to connect my examples to something that is tangible and accessible. And even if you don't go to church, if you're not a regular church goer, that's fine. But I think that you will find value in this episode when you look at the operational structure of how churches are formed and built versus how brands are formed and built. So without further ado, And upon this rock, I will build my church. This is a, a scripture in Matthew that has always stood out to me because it's, it's a declaration of like, upon this rock, upon this platform, upon this set of, of beliefs, this is how I'm going to build my church. And when you are building a brand, this is exactly where you need to start. Upon what platform, upon what foundation are you going to build your business or your platform or your speaking career or this book that you are writing, upon what platform are you going to use to to actually build that? So in this episode, we're gonna be looking at the brand church analogy, how you build your quote unquote congregation and how you create brand evangelist. So looking at this statement, upon this rock, what you need to be doing and looking at is upon this foundation, I will build my brand. What is the foundation of your brand? What are the, 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 the foundational principles that you have built this platform upon? Upon this set of beliefs. And so, you know, there are some companies that don't believe in putting certain chemicals in their food. They're like, we don't believe in that, you know? Uh, recently, Chipotle decided that they were gonna take all the GMOs um, off the shelf. They were not gonna use products that, had, that were genetically modified And so that's a set of beliefs that they've adopted for their particular brand. When you say upon this rock, you're also saying upon this doctrine. If you are an entrepreneur startup, you have to believe in something. There has to be some core set of ethics that drive who you are. There have to be a a core set of metrics that say, this is what I believe, this is what I I hold to, and I'm not going to defer from that. Um, Upon this rock, meaning upon these values, what values are you espousing? Because what you value 
means that the people that you want to serve, the people that you want to invest, they have to value that too. And so a lot of times we start with, oh, I got this good idea, or oh, here's what I wanna do. And it's not to say that those aren't good ideas and that you shouldn't be doing that, but when you look at what is the foundation of what drives that, because if you've ever read the book, uh, Start With Why by Simon Sinek, people are not buying your what, they're buying your why. What, there are reasons why, you know, people buy Apple computers and there are reasons why people will never buy an Apple computer. There's a set of principles, of beliefs, of values that drive brands that people believe in. And so when you're saying upon this rock, upon what rock? What is your foundation? What do you believe? What is your, your doctrine, uh, your message, your values and your principles? So, Using another church analogy, this is the, the, the feed my sheep, you know, if you love me, feed my sheep. In general, for general terms, and I realize that there's all kinds of churches and people have had all kinds of experience with churches, but for the purposes of illustration, in general, a church is commissioned to serve the spiritual needs of people. That's what churches do. They serve the spiritual needs of people. So you need to be asking yourself, how is your brand going to serve the needs of the people that you want to follow you? Think about that. A lot of times we get consumed in, this is what I want to do. And I want to have this kind of program, and I want to have this kind of you know, activity, and I want to get this type of women together, and okay, to do what? How are you going to serve the needs of the people that you want to follow you? And you can do that in all kinds of ways, and, and how you do that should be in alignment with the beliefs, the principles, the values, the things that you believe in and hold dear to. Um, I will say this, you know, if you've ever taken a, a, a read through the Bible or, or a casual read through the, the New Testament, Jesus gained popularity not by making money fall from heaven, okay? I wish it was like that, but that's, that, that didn't go, that's not in the book, not the, not the version I read, okay? But, by healing people who were sick and hurting. So that's another clue. That's another light bulb moment. A lot of times we're so focused on the dollar dollar bills, y'all, that we, or buy my shirt, buy my nail polish, buy my makeup, buy this, buy that, hire me, hire me, book me, hire me, buy, sell, buy, sell, that you have completely overlooked the people that are buying and selling. What's going on with them? What, what, what challenges might they be facing? So his popularity spread because once he met the need of one person, once he healed somebody, then that person went and grabbed seven cousins and was like, well, you know, my cousin had this limp that they've been had for a long time, so can you, can you do something with that? So it wasn't about a, a monetary gain, it was about the fact that he met the needs of people who were hurting in some way. And that's not to say, you know, that, that all of your, your clients or people that you want to serve want to be hurting. You'd be like, dang, I just want to serve clients that want to look cute, dang, you know? And you can serve clients that want to look cute. However, there's a psychology behind looking cute. There's a reason why you want to look cute. There's a reason why you want to show up in the room looking a certain way. What is that? Do you know that? So even if, you know, you do makeup or even if you do hair or you're a fashion stylist, there's a person that you're styling that has 
needs, wants, desires. And so how can you connect your foundation to the needs and the desires of the people that you want to serve instead of just shoving an appointment book in front of their face like book, 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 and shoving products under their face like buy, buy, buy. And when you're, you are trying to, to build a brand, this is like, this is branding 101. This is branding 101. This is so basic. It's so logical, but this is the step that people miss. Building an audience takes time, okay? I remember watching this movie with Samuel L. Jackson, and I can't tell you which one it was because Samuel L. Jackson has been in so many movies. But the person told him, he said, look, it happens. It meaning ish, okay? It happens. And Samuel L. Jackson went off. He said, it doesn't just happen. It takes time. It takes effort. It don't just happen, okay? And I'm telling you, Brandon takes time. Brandon takes effort. Brandon doesn't just happen because don't mistake the brand for the business. Don't mistake the brand for the business. Hotels, Motel 6, Holiday Inn, Ritz-Carlton, Wyndham, they have a business, but they also have a brand, meaning based on the perception of how they show up in the marketplace, people will go to them or never go to them because of their brand. How many of you in here, how many of you listening have read reviews about places before you go and stay there? That's the brand. That's not the business, that's the brand. You, you want to know what kind of experience have you had with this individual, with this company, with this brand, with this service. And building that type of legitimacy takes time, okay? So you don't just open up your doors like, I got product, you got money, let's do business. No, I'm talking about the brand, the reputation, the testimonials, the people that you want to serve. So when you're talking about growing the flock, keep in mind, every church ain't for everybody. Now, I go to church and I've had some great church experiences and I've had some where I'm looking at my, my imaginary watch like, I might have to put up a finger and tip on out of here because this, this just doesn't, it's not doing it for me. It's taking too long. The, 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 there are some, some, some activities going on that I just can't really appreciate. I, I didn't show up here for that. Every church is not for everybody, and that's okay. Your brand is not going to be for everybody, and that's okay, okay? The thing is, is that your gospel, your message, what you believe, you know, I have to say this, so let me, let me give a, 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 a humble and grateful acknowledgement. I've been doing this podcast for a couple of months now, so as, as of this taping, it literally has been like two months, 60 days since I started doing this. And up until last week, I had no idea who was listening, if anybody was listening, besides, you know, your friends and kin folks, and they'd be like, yeah, girl. And, you know, you don't know if they listen to the episodes or what, you know, it's just like, Go ahead with your bad self. And recently, I finally got my statistics. I got my, my downloads, my analytics. And I was shocked. I was shocked and I was humbled because thousands of you are listening to this podcast. I 
thought I would be doing good with like five or six hundred, but no, like literally as of this podcast, close to 10,000 of you have tuned in and listened to this podcast. And not just, you know, Illinois, you know, and, and surrounding, you know, states of, of, of where I live, but like Finland, I see you Finland, you know, <laughs> Turkey, Romania, like, so it, it's, it's staggering. It's amazing to me. And I believe it's because the message, believing bigger than your fear, having the faith to fuel your dreams because entrepreneurship is, is too challenging. And you are gonna have those moments where you do wanna fold up shop. I think all of you listening, all of you watching, all of you know somebody that started a business. And within six months, Hey, you, you still doing so and so? Nah, man, you know, nah, you know. <laughs> see, see what had happened was, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they get another business. And then like, oh man, that's cool. Six months later, yeah, see what had happened was, you know. That's because they're focused on the business and they're not focused on the brand. When you are overly focused on the business, I mean, because the purpose of a business is to make money. That's what distinguishes businesses from nonprofits, okay? So when you are overly focused on the business and you neglect the brand, you are not gonna grow the flock because the bottom line is, who are you gonna sell to? And not only who are you gonna sell to, but how are you gonna get them to pay attention to you? How are you going to get them to know that you exist? We don't spend enough time doing that. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna take out an ad. How many of you read ads? When the last time you clicked on an ad? I have DVR, I don't even watch commercials. <laughs> every now and then, every now and then, I'll roll up on a commercial, and I'm glad I saw that one because it was like the one selling furniture, the Chase, <laughs> Chase. Okay, like, you know, I, I, that one was a gym, okay? But for all intents and purposes, When's the last time you clicked on the ad? When's the last time you intentionally watched commercials? And so sometimes we kind of oversimplify the process of what it takes to become a household name. You grow your flock through service, through providing value. And so you have to ask, if I'm going to provide value, if I'm going to build a platform, what is the message that is gonna resonate with people? Another key point about growing your flock, let me tell you something. Stop charging at the door. Let me repeat that. Stop charging at the door. I want you to think about rolling up on a church and as you went to pull the doors open, some usher, some deacon, some official person in a jacket said, excuse me, that'll be $10. I think you would have that moment of like, hold up, somebody pinch me. Because I know I'm not walking up in a church and somebody just asked me for a cover. Am I being pumped? Is this the club? Can you imagine if churches charged at the door? But don't we open up our businesses like that? I got an idea. I got a program. I'm hosting an event. And bam, you just immediately open up with an ask for money when, you not, when you haven't given value to any of the people that you want to attend. It doesn't work that way. So for those of you listening, stop charging at the door. Much of the reason why businesses stall and people get discouraged and man, it's not doing anything, people are not buying, it's because you haven't served. You have not served. 
And so the brand drives the business. The brand is what drives the business. The reputation is what drives the business. The, the, the experience that people have with you is what drives the business. Um, even though churches have an operational component, meaning, you know, they got to keep the lights on, <laughs> you know, uh, they, they have to shovel the snow out of, out of the driveway and that sort of thing. So there's an operational business component that requires money. They build a congregation of givers by being servers. They build their congregation through service. And when they are consistently meeting the spiritual needs of the people walking in the door, the people become committed and then they become invested. Likewise, in your brand, you create a community of buyers and investors once you have met the needs through giving. There's no, there's no way around that. You serve, you serve, you serve, and at some point in the service, they do ask for, you know, a contribution. And here's the key, people, they continue to serve even when people don't give. That, that is where the rubber meets the road because sometimes people have it and sometimes people don't. But if you don't have it one week, can you imagine going back the next week? Mm-mm. You, <laughs> you, you owe from last week. <laughs> so until you get that straightened out, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't do nothing for you. And that's how sometimes we are. People, enough people didn't come to the event or, you know, enough people didn't sign up for, you know, our special or our initiative or what have you. And we get a little attitude. We stop blogging. We stop, you know, putting out the newsletter. You know, we stop, you know, doing the things that are necessary to build value, okay? So they continue to serve even when people don't give and you have to be willing to serve even when people don't buy. You have to. Because also the thing about, uh, uh, one last point I wanna make about that is that, granted, that person may not have it this week, but they might have it the following week. And when you get an attitude, when you get funky, when you start, you know, feeling some kind of way and acting some kind of way, then you just missed out on a, a blessing, a financial investment that was coming because of the way that you responded when they did not invest at that time. And I, I can tell you, you know, so, and I'm, I'm sure people, y'all are probably gonna be tweeting me up about this when, when this one goes on air. I'm sure you can think of some churches that, you know, may have put some people on blast about, you know, giving or not giving. And do you think those people are gonna wanna come back? No, <laughs> okay, absolutely not. So let's talk about spreading the gospel. And this is your gospel, okay? This is what, what you believe, okay? I can't tell you how many times people have come up to me in the past couple of weeks, believe bigger. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, I, yeah, believe bigger. How about that, okay? Um, but people share things that make them feel, right? For better or for worse, for good or for bad, okay? When you, when people listen to my podcast, those of you listening, I hope you feel good about it. And people let me know, they'd be like, I love that episode, or you know, you really inspired me. You all have sent me emails like, you know what, Dr. Shante, you were just an answer to a prayer. You know, I, I just didn't know, you know, what I was gonna do and I don't know where else I would have found this information. Thank you for being there. People share once you make them feel something. 
And so when you're thinking about your brand, ask yourself, how do I want people to feel after they have experienced what I have to offer? How do you want people to feel? Because, and so for the guys listening, I'm sorry, I'm gonna leave you out of this example. Don't be offended, it's just, you know, in general. Ladies, think about, you know, the many times you may have gotten your nails done, right? There are some places where you go and they're very impersonal. They don't talk. They don't, you know, ask you how you're doing. It's just what you want, okay? And then they might be on the phone the whole time, you know, with a friend or, you know, just, or hold on, let me take a break. Let me go eat and then come back. And you be like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know? And you might think twice about going to that nail salon a second time or giving them repeat business because you feel like if I'm investing my money, I wanna be treated a certain kind of way. We need to stop thinking that it's all about the product, the service. People want to be treated a certain kind of way. You want to be treated a certain kind of way. And the thing is, if they're not treated well, guess what? It's a nail salon down the street. You don't treat people well, guess what? Your competition is down the street. And so people come back for a certain type of experience. I can't tell you how many people, people have a love-hate relationship with Walmart. There are people that are like, I would never set foot. I just, my toes will never touch the ground, you know, in a Walmart. And we'll go to Target, which anybody who goes to Target, you know you're spending some money. You're not going in there for a pack of bubble gum. You, you end up at the checkout. $50, $75 later, after you'd invented a little dollar thing and it's rolled by Starbucks, you'd be like, what the hell I done spent $50, $75? I came in here for toilet tissue and I done walked out with some shoes, some ballet flats, okay? So, the, but, but they're willing to pay that upcharge because they like the way they feel when they go to Target as opposed to Walmart. And Charmin is Charmin, ain't it? Isn't it? Charmin is Charmin, okay? Wonder Bread is Wonder Bread, but it's not about where they buy it, it's how they feel when they're shopping at those stores. Um, people will share your content when your content evokes feeling, when it makes them feel some emotional connection to you. And in branding, you need to get an amen. Okay, can I get an amen? amen? You need to get an amen. You need some people being like, yes, love it. Thank you, girl, for saying that. Thank you, for, thank you for, for, for putting that out there. I feel the same way. You need people to be excited about what you're doing. So in branding, you need some amens. You need some witnesses. Can I get a witness? You need some witnesses, okay? Because when you have that sort of experience, when you create that sort of atmosphere and that sort of enthusiasm for the people that you serve, what are they gonna do? Share it they're gonna spread the gospel, okay? They're going to talk about their experience with you. Remember, for good or for bad. So in brand churches, you know, brands that are doing this really, really well, here's the things that you need to keep in mind. So if you're thinking about, okay, Shantae, I get the brand church analogy, what is it that I need to be doing consistently? So the first thing that you need to be doing is you need to be delivering a message that connects with the people that you want to serve, okay? So going back to that, 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 that earlier part, upon this rock, what's the rock? What's the foundation? What's the platform? What's the message, okay? 
um, you need to deliver a message that connects with people. And make sure that your message is about the people and not about your product. Make sure that the message is about the people and not about your service, okay? If you are gonna build a, a brand that people believe in, you need to issue a call to action and an invitation to get involved. So at many church services, um, at the end of the sermon or whatever, they extend an invitation for you to take action, for you to get involved. Sometimes we miss that mark. Sometimes, you know, we're serving, we're serving, we're serving, and then we be like, thank y'all for coming out. God bless you. Good night. <laughs> and you didn't ask them to take action with you. You didn't ask for the sale. You didn't ask you know, them to you know, make an investment. And you'd be like, oh, I forgot that part. I was in the spirit. Okay, well, I need, I need you to, to be um, cogent about the fact that you're running a business. So after you've served, then it's appropriate to extend an invitation to get involved. And that might be a sale. That might be signing up for a newsletter. That might be coming to a pod class. And I will tell you, so for those of you listening, you know, there's a room full of people here right now that battled rush hour on a Friday in Chicago. And you, you, you have to honor that. You have to, to appreciate there's value in that. So they got an invitation to come here and be involved and engaged. Um, you have to serve even when nobody walks down the aisle. I've also had that experience where a minister preached like this rousing sermon. And I'm like, man, he just preached the roof off the sucker. And then the invitation is extended for someone to get involved and nobody steps forward. And I'm like, oh, I feel bad for the guy. I'm like, man, I would go down there, but you know. <laughs> but I've already been, you know, just, 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 to make them, just for ego boost, to make them feel good. The thing is, is that you have to be willing to serve even when nobody's walking down the aisle. Because just because they're not walking down the aisle today does not mean that they're not walking down the aisle tomorrow, okay? And then you have to give opportunities to fellowship. Sometimes we build brands in isolation, okay? And pod class, part of the reason why I do this is because it's nice to connect with other entrepreneurs, okay? It's nice to connect with people that are like-minded because you don't always find that, okay? Sometimes you're looking for it and it's just not there. So if you have opportunities to get people together for a book club or over tea, um, soon I'm gonna be, so sneak preview, I'm gonna be rolling out play dates where you get together, you listen to a podcast and you work on some focused action about what you're going to do in your business based on the content of what you just listened to, okay? Opportun give them opportunities to get together and, and connect with one another, even if they don't have direct access to you. Okay, well, my takeaway um, is actually confirmation um, of something that I just did this week, and that's um, the analogy to uh, feeding the sheep, because I'm in a process, well, at, at the point in my process where I'm trying to figure out what services to offer, or what I have um, that I can offer the people that I'm trying to target. So rather than come up with everything on my own and then put it out there for their consumption, I decided to reach out to some of the people that I would be targeting and ask them what they need. So that for me was kind of like, that was a good thing. I was kind of a, a little hesitant at first because I thought maybe it should just be about what I know I can offer and just like put that out there. But it felt good to be able to ask what they need and actually get some really good feedback so that I can kind of craft it to what's going to be relevant, what's going to be helpful. Um, and it's not just putting out there something that's 
kind of self-serving because if I'm not really like checking for what they want, it's really about what I want. So the feeding the sheep analogy was like perfect. You know, I appreciate you saying that because a lot of times when we see something blow up, we witness the explosion, okay? <laughs> Do you know how many steps were taken before we got to the explosion? And so what she just mentioned is a critical step. Let your client, let your target audience tell you what they want. Find out what they appreciate, the types of experiences that they appreciate. You know, I, this is, is something that probably seems really kind of like superficial, but I bought sunglasses that, you know, you pull them off the rack and you pull off the plastic tag and you know, it's sunglasses. But then I've also bought sunglasses where they had like this bomb diggity like leather case and then you pulled it out of like this soft cloth sheath. I was like, oh, I feel special about these sunglasses. Like even though they're just shades, it elevated the quality of the experience with that particular brand. And so if I'm a, a client that appreciates that sort of thing, then that's something that's gonna resonate with me and finding out what people need, what clicks with them is the best way to go. That way you don't end up launching to the crickets, okay? So thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you for listening. If you have feedback about this episode, if you have connections, you know, made to the brand church analogy, you know, tweet me at Dr. Shante Says, all, or you can give me your feedback on Instagram. I listen, I respond, I appreciate you guys for listening and I'll see you next time. Thank you for watching and listening Branding for Believers. You can get all of today's show notes at brandingforbelievers.com and you can follow Dr. Shante on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Shante Says. And don't forget to tune in for the next episode. I cannot tell you how many entrepreneurs have gotten frustrated and discouraged and doubted themselves and doubted their abilities because they were not harvesting um, and reaping the, the, the fruits, you know, of their efforts. And a lot of times that really kind of comes down to knowing when it's your season to do that. And so what we're gonna be talking about today is how do you know and grow in your season? Thank you for watching, thank you for listening.